Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where we are transmuting your pain from your experience in abusive relationships in the past or present into healing, into joy, into life lessons that make you stronger and bring your sparkle back and help you shine your uniqueness and life purpose out into the world through conversations, self-care rituals, meditations, and human design. Today I'm sharing with you a clip from the weekly human design transit energy forecast to give you a taste. These are recordings that I do weekly every Sunday for our Patreons on the mother level. And um, I thought you would enjoy a bit of a preview and a sneak peek of what goes on inside these transit recordings. Just as in astrology, the planets are constantly revolving around the sun and as they do and intersect with each other, they activate certain energies within ourselves. And so does all of the gates in the human design uh, clock. So the it's really, really interesting and it correlates a lot with what's happening with the planets. And so I kind of take you through all of that energy and which gates are being activated and what does that mean for you and how can you apply them? And inside each of these recordings that are posted on the Patreon, I also include um, affirmations and questions for you to think through and kind of journal on and think about for your self-reflection time. To enjoy the full recording, just head over on to patreon.com forward slash soul collective and the number nine. You can find the link in the show notes. So today as a bonus episode, please enjoy a clip of the human design transit energy forecasts and how it impacts your life daily. I'm bringing you again another transit. I'm going to do these weekly for you exclusive to the Patreon. And I'm excited to share with you about a new incarnation cross cycle that I keep hearing about. So I researched more on that and when that's occurring and also what the gates are doing and transiting as well as some planets. If you haven't grabbed my book on Amazon, Empath and the Narcissist, feel free to do so. It is there and available for you. And also, um, if you need a free resource to help you heal, grab in the show notes my free PDF, multi-page, like 25-page PDF for you, a narc abuse healing guide. And all of the links for my research are in the show notes as well. And click any of these to further read if you are completely enthralled like I am. Are you feeling a strong pull towards community and spirituality? Well, that is why Jessica Schiller-Silverman of the Alive Podcast and myself, Raven Scott, have created a sacred space for hope and healing your heart to lead life with love. We truly want every single soul to know that they are supported and empowered in their soul's journey. You are unique and are here for a particular reason. 
So we've created this collective. We've just divinely came up with the name within two minutes, um, the Soul Collective on Patreon. And we're really here to align your divine flow. This membership is here for you. And we draw tarot cards and share intuition and wisdom that you need to hear in that moment. We hold a quiet space for your meditations and spiritual connections. And we upload exclusive content and you gain early access to all our amazing guests and podcasts that we both create. From the Raven Scott Girl Talk Show, the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, and from the Alive Podcast. We join together and share what's on our hearts and teach wisdom from... Uh, from our hearts to yours to nourish it during these trying times. And we host live Q&As on anything spiritual, tarot, human design, or moonbeam related. So I hope that you can join us. Uh, Head on over to Patreon and find us at Soul Collective, the number nine. And we have three tiers for you. It's really simple. We have the maiden, the mother, and the guardian. Head on over, check it out, and join our membership today. I don't know about you, but I have been receiving feedback. I'm not the only one who is waking up at 5.30 a.m. and um, having difficulty sleeping in further and being awoken by dreams and different energies and wondering why you can't fall back asleep. So um, this is just all part of the shift and what I'll talk about in the Incarnation Cross as well as um, the shift in energy on Earth into the Age of Aquarius. Um, It also could be from the Pluto return and you're just processing a lot and, um, you know, this week is a lot of energy of releasing. So maybe your dreams are bringing stuff out, waking you up, disturbing you, and then you got to figure out how to release all of that. Maybe you're feeling not creative, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling a little down and not motivated to do anything. That also could be the energy and again, this energy is bringing forth uh, for you to reflect what is it that's not serving you to release how can you shape shift into the better you the more authentic you Um, and that sometimes is difficult and sad and scary um, to shed certain parts of our ego so without further ado let's get into the information about the incarnation cross cycle so ra uru who is the downloaded is the founder of human design and he downloaded all the concepts and a whole bunch of people around him helped him conceptualize and process and put it all together so what he talks about um, this 2027 and global cycles um, is coming up it's called the cross of sleeping phoenix and so you know, I'm just going to read a bit of his article here, and it says, We have a dilemma. We're dealing with a mutative process. Something, um, I'm going to just add like mitosis, evolution, mutative is something's changing, a changing process that is taking place in the solar plexus center, which is the emotion center. The 55th gate and the 49th gate, as they are both the histidine codon. And they share a similar chemistry. 
These are the two great mutative forces that are now at work within the solar plexus center. And all of it is keyed to the 55th gate, the gate of abundance. And um, Ra Uruhu writes, I often talk about the global cycle that we live in. The great cycle of planning that began at the beginning of the 1600s and is going to end in 2027. What follows this cross of planning is the cross of Sleeping Phoenix. And one of the gates of the Sleeping Phoenix is this 55th gate, which the 39th gate is pointed at. It is the 55th gate that will express the beginning of a new age starting in 2027. When the procession of the equinox enters into the 55th gate, sixth line, this is a retrograde process that will leave gate 37 behind and enter the gate of abundance and the line of selfishness. It is something to understand that we're leaving behind a tribal age and entering into a very individualistic age, an age that is keyed to the mutation taking place in 55. Now all that mutative stuff aside, the 55 is still a difficult gate to grasp, just in its basic nature. This is the emotional spirit that either a cup half full or a cup half empty. It is this emotional spirit that is never really fixed because it is uncertain. The 39 slash 55 is the channel of moodiness, but the moodiness is not determined by 39. The 39 simply wants to provoke the spirit but because there is nothing that grabs the spirit, there is nothing but the wave, motion, the moods. Whenever you look at the solar plexus center, you have to consider two basic things, food and sex. There are more food problems in the 3955 channel than any other channel. This moodiness is not having a passion or being strung out, being emotionally melancholic, in the down phase of the emotional system. There are people that can be anorexic, that can be bulimic and in sexuality. It is the search for passion. Again, this trying to provoke the spirit, the cool trying to get things hot, trying to pump it up. So you know that child that sits in a field with the daisy and pulls off each of the petals, the flower. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. The nature of the 55 is that if you go up to them and say, do you love me? They say, I don't know, which can be rather infuriating, but they really don't know. It's very difficult for individuals to say, I do not know. It's very difficult because it's so different to the way in which the collective operates. And then at the same time, we have right now, we're in the age of Aquarius in this Western astrology concept. And the age of Aquarius for many is a shift, right? A shift from the old paradigm to the new, to more individualistic mindsets, grassroots. You know, all of these like celebrities aren't trending anymore. Real people are trending. Big hierarchical type systems are being slammed down. Um, COVID's kind of bringing this all to light. And so the zodiac of Aquarius is really reflective on community but at the same time it's extremely individualistic like you're unique you dance to the beat of your own drum but you allow everyone else in the community to also be unique and you band everyone together and that's really um, 
key for this whole process, right? To, to shift us into this, you know, incarnation cross of the sleeping Phoenix. So, you know, it's, it's the age of Aquarius is a time when humanity takes control of the earth and its own destiny as its rightful heritage with the destiny of humanity being the revelation of truth and expansion and consciousness. And with Pluto return in the U.S., you know, reparations are coming up, indigenous uh, peoples, um, you know, just grievances is coming up. Taking down Confederate flags and statues is coming up. That actually came up before the Pluto return. But even more so, um, different things about laws in the Constitution. These are all being addressed. Like, what is for good for the individual, not the greater good? And we're definitely fighting. It's not like it's all good because we've got different laws um, passing in certain states that are fighting back and saying, no, we have control. We have control over women's bodies. We have control over who and when people vote. We have control over what they teach in our schools. And those want those lower vibration and not wanting to change kind of the bullheaded mentality. Yeah, they're going to fight back with all that. But I have faith and hope that the the individual, the rebels, all of these will shift. And again, we have till 2027, so it's not like it's it's a quick thing, right? It's a big big poison and toxin in our system that needs to clear out and that takes time. And so that brings me to this example if you've ever seen the Disney movie Encanto, right? Encanto is this really really popular movie that's taken off. And it's beautiful. It's South American family. There was trauma that drove the matriarch to lose her husband. But then magic found her and gave her a miracle. And this magic now is what helps the town. And this family is a hierarchy. They are above everyone else because they do everything for them. Everyone looks to them kind of like, you know looks to their help and not exactly worships them but they look up to them they like adore them because they're helping with their magic they're healing they're doing chores they're helping with infrastructure they're seeing the future you know making things beautiful with flowers all these different magics and so there's one grandchild who doesn't have a magic and she feels like the black sheep and but she's the one magic chooses to have her eyes open. She's the Aquarius that says, you know what? Or the reflector even, like, this things, this is not right. Things are off. She sees a crack in the house. And, um, you know, this matriarch wants everything to be perfect and there's so much pressure. And so this magic and this responsibility is coming at a cost to the individuals and the family. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things being swept under the rug. There's a lot of pressure to be perfect, you know, to have this responsibility. And so they start to lose their magic because of all this pressure and stress. And the matriarch is holding on so tight to the magic so she doesn't experience the trauma that she experienced again and lose, lose the house. And so what she held on to so tightly had to crumble down because she was squeezing too tight. And the foundation was sandy. And she wasn't seeing them for her, their beautiful uniqueness just for who they are she would say look what you did you know when they open the door to their neck when they receive their miracle look what you did I knew you could do it and that's like 
the universe doesn't give us these things because we did anything. We just have them. We just are. And so she realized at the end that she, you know, apologized for not just seeing that the miracle is just you, just you existing, not what you can do. And it's the individual's responsibility to recognize who, who they are and being unique, but also self-care. And so this gal without the magic is able to, um, you know, see it, confront it. The house crumbles, but the, the town, right, the individual towns that are not on the pedestal come together as a collective, and they help the family rebuild without magic, brick by brick, and um, door by door, nail by nail, and they all build it. And then this grandchild, gifted with this, you know, sight of wisdom, gets the magic and she is the house like she's connected her magic is the whole house versus only getting a room and so it's really really powerful symbol of what exactly energy we are heading into what we need to move towards and what is happening in the collective so evaluate yourself evaluate your self-care see what are you sacrificing to you know to responsibility what are you sacrificing in yourself to look perfect to for the greater good and um you don't have to sacrifice we can all band together and be a community and support each other you don't have to always be the responsible one which is this role model line six which this cross of the sleeping phoenix will be entering into in 2027 so just amazingly deep good stuff but this week, I wanted to cover what's happening in the transits. So March 30th through April 4th, we are um, centering into the gate 21, which is the treasurer. And in the I Ching, it's called biting through. And again, it's in Aries. We're in Aries. And so it's kind of here about control, controlling resources, controlling physical resources. We see this right now with the low vibration of Putin controlling and trying to get back his old regime, literally just like by brute force, killing innocent people, trying to control and regain Ukraine, which has been independent for so long, to get back what he once had. And I don't know if it's like a bit of some like Alzheimer's or if he's just finally reaching to the point in his life like where's my legacy my legacy's lost because i lost the ukraine and now he's just like desperately trying to regain it back i'm not sure no one can know what's going on inside that mind but i actually did a whole a youtube video and podcast um, and analyzing putin's human design chart if you want to listen back to that that was just like last week really recent um, so you can go to the podcast or Raven Scott Show YouTube and watch it. Then you can actually see his chart as I pull it up on YouTube. So, um, you know, like what is, what is right, even in our own individual lives? Is manipulation and physical power like takeaways necessary, especially in parenting, in relationships? Is it right? Like I'm evaluating that now in my own personal life with my parents and my sister and of course family for me in my house is in my south node so that's something I need to release and just move on from but it's really hard 
So, you know, in the world and in your own life, where are you using manipulation that you could stop? Where are you using physical power, take, like takeaways of things that you also need to stop? The good side of this gate is that it is allowing us to be responsible, right? Managing our resources, our finances, you know, purchasing, let's say, food items while it's on sale, <laughs> as my uh, husband always loves to do. Having that meaningful people in your life that you're managing and investing in. Um, but just make sure that you're not sacrificing yourself or being controlled by others, right? Putting up your boundaries, using your wisdom, your, your authority, your intuition to really know if this is the right situation for you to continue to invest in. And this Gate 21 tells us when and how the best to use our resources and spend our money. Gate 21 is in the will center. It's the willpower. It is the energy of determination, right? And this is, this is giving us the wisdom to, should we be investing or should we not be investing? It's a vital energy for sustainable abundance. So, you know, it's a really, really beautiful energy and not everyone has this gate to find, but while it's transiting, we'll all be allowed to really amplify this energy. That's really what's key about these, what are these human design transits, the gate transits? Well, for instance, in a chart, if you have a number circled, that means that that gate is defined and you have that energy within you already. If you don't have it defined, then you amplify it outside for when you're connecting with other people who have it defined. And so when it's transiting in the collective, in this clock, then the whole collective is amplifying that energy. And it's like what in astrology we say is like act, the planet is activating something in your chart. So this gate 21 is activated. So look at where you can um, focus in on your abundance, how to sustain it, Look at how to be a good accountant or treasurer, managing your resources, again, relationships, where are you trying to control or where can you let go and allow others to do it on their own, things like that, right? So this affirmation that I love, um, that I love all these affirmations in this book by Karen Curry, if you ever want to grab it, it's called Understanding Human Design, The Science of Astrology, Discovery Who You Really Are. This affirmation for the gate 21, if you want to write it down and kind of keep it in your journal or on your mirror, is I control my thoughts and my actions. I release my need to control others. Another one is I use my energy to manage myself and trust that the universe will provide all the serendipitous encounters and magic necessary to manifest my desires. My inspiration is a source of inspiration for others. <clears throat> I lead by example. And at the same time this week that the sun is in the treasurer gate, gate 21, the earth is in the gate 48 depth. And these two are really what kind of activate the collective is the sun and earth. And in the I Ching, it's called the well. So this is a spleen gate. So spleen is fear-based. It is in, in survival, intuition, immune system. So this, uh, so this gate could bring up some fear of it will never 
that it will never know enough, like you'll be inadequate. You won't have enough information to do something or not know enough. And the challenge with this gate is to just do it even when you're scared. So when you push through the fear in this certain gate, you're really um, allowing the fear to dissipate. And then you can begin to collect the data over time to prove that it doesn't indeed know enough and will never know enough. But we're always, you know, having the discipline and virtue of researching, learning, being humble, and just, you know, speaking what your knowledge is right now or sharing what you need now or starting a project that you you know, don't need all the answers to and don't get perfection paralysis. So I think um, with this, both of these gates, I think we need to be really kind and gentle towards ourselves. Remove the negative self-talk because you're not always going to know everything. No one's ever perfect. And the controlling and manipulating can also be towards ourselves, right? Look at those microaggressions towards yourself, towards others, and catch yourself, observe. Yeah, observe all of this so you can witness the breadcrumbs that you need to receive to just keep taking it step by step, day by day, and doing what you love that lights you up and the breadcrumbs will follow. Opportunities will come for all of you generators and manifesting generators who have the strategy to wait to respond. Do what you love. Enjoy it for yourself. You know, share it out there to the world just because you love it. Only purely because you love it. And opportunities and things will come that you'll be able to respond to. And you'll say, yeah, okay, let's see. Let's check into my authority and see if this is the right move for me. And for all of you projectors, continue to do what you love. Mainly be in your space of genius uh, sit there, live there, do what you want, share, allow your probing energy to draw in the right people to you and to bring those members, bring those opportunities and to bring the invitations to you because you're just lit up and you're being in and you're doing what you love. For those reflectors, always this is observation is key. Always continually let that moon cycle guide you the 28 days to observe, self-reflect, self-project and like talk to others, your trusted advisors, and talk it out with them as to what the next step is. And for the manifestors, inform, inform, inform. So continue to follow those breadcrumbs, uh, do things that light you up. But before you do them, inform. Write it in your journal. Inform the universe. Inform your spouse. Inform a friend. Inform your followers. Continually allow the informing to happen so that no one's afraid, first of all. Everyone sees that you're preparing them for it and the blocks will come down during this time. So the affirmations for this gate on the earth of depth 48 is I trust that the skills I need will be expressed through me when I am ready. I study, I learn, I know that my knowledge will be beautifully expressed when the time and the circumstances are correct. And I trust divine order. I am perfectly prepared when the opportunity arises 
and I honor myself for the depth of my knowledge. So what is it that you need to deepen your knowledge base in? What do you need to learn? What things in your life do you need to let go of control over? What do you need to allow others to express themselves and to hold space for their uniqueness and freedom? What do you need to do to open your trust of source? What old beliefs and fears need to be released so that you can move more deeply in trust with the universe? Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun sharing with you this knowledge from human design and astrology and allowing you to grow spiritually through your self-development and really using this, this tool of human design. Let me know in the comments below in this Patreon post if you liked it first, if you want more. Um, I'll do it consistently for this whole month. So continue to make sure you tell me you like it so I as a generator can respond to your comments to know if this is something I should continue forward doing for you, the transits. But this is special for you in this mother tier. I'm just so happy to bring it to you here. Okay, that's it for me today of this week's transits. I will bring you the next week's transits next week. Take care and always remember to keep your unique light shining, period. And don't forget to share this Patreon to your social media feed. This is brand new. So the news that it exists is not yet out there. So if you can help share this news and you enjoyed this into your stories, your Facebook, wherever, Instagram, we would really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And this is Raven Scott here signing off. Remember, always keep your unique light shining. Mm -hmm.